It is uh, a new show. I am back doing uh, another solo show. It's the second time I've done this, obviously, since the first show. I've since had many of my friends on uh, to talk about various topics. And there have been a lot of new things behind the scenes with the podcast that um, I'm super excited about. And, uh, man, I've been, like, hesitant to do this new uh, solo show. Having my friends on makes it so much easier to, um, don't mind the noise in the background, it's my fridge. Um, it's been, uh, like, challenging to find a way to find a topic or things to cover uh, by myself. So now that I, like, decided just to press record and put it out there, um, we're going to have a new show with me, and uh, I guess leading into the handful of topics I want to talk about, I also, um, I'm going to give a quick update of uh, what's going on with the show and what kind of cool stuff's going to be out there. And uh, in the meantime, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm recording this the day before New Year's Eve, and uh, this is, you know, just after the holiday season, uh, the holiday season, and we um, probably had fun uh, doing various things with the friends and family, uh, assuming you could actually get around them and not... Uh, have to worry about COVID. Obviously, this year is quite unique in all the different things we have to be concerned about and who we can and can't interact with um, and stay safe. Um, I myself was able to uh, do a little bit, and I'll get into that in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, just uh, just giving a quick uh, two-second like interlude before I go into the, the rest of the show. But yeah, I'm super glad to be doing this again. Um, and I'm probably going to be going back and forth between solo shows and my friends uh, for a while just because uh, I have to find a list of people <laughs> to bring on. And, uh, you know, recording is a bit challenging, especially since we do it, like, you know, around people's work schedules and everything else. So it's uh, going to be a bit of a challenge, I guess, to figure out who can be around and who can't. If you're listening to this, let me know. I'll reach out to you. And um, otherwise, I'm just going to keep putting out content, thinking of new ideas. <clears throat> and hopefully the things I have to say are interesting and keep listening to it. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, behind the scenes, man, I, um, have, uh, recently, relatively recently, probably like a month ago, um, found someone to work on the marketing for the show, which is super cool. Uh, I'm sure some of you have seen a new Instagram account come out with no posts on it, uh, <laughs> but, uh, she's working basically to, um, gain steam, uh, to get some social media accounts going. And uh, to get some more people kind of uh, aware of the show and to get the, the I guess what you call it, the, the word out that it's out there, right? Um, yeah, just to put something out there to make it um, more visible. So you'll see that out there <clears throat> along with um, some of the posts that we want to put out that concern the show. Uh, part of the challenge of doing these solo shows now is to actually have structure surrounding what I talk about. And if you haven't, if you haven't paid attention with all the other shows that I've had with my friends, like there's been no, uh, there's been no like rhyme or reason. We just kind of talk and like, I bring my friends on for things that I know they want to talk about, but like, it's just random. So now that I have like someone that actually needs me to have something to specifically say, I'm going to have to have shows that have real meaning and purpose behind them. So, uh, that's gonna be fun to figure out. But <laughs> in the meantime, um, You'll see more posts surrounding the, the, the kind of the topics we cover and uh, also just to, you know, get more followers and all that good stuff. Um, since then, uh, since I, I guess what I hired her, I um, have gained a decent amount of uh, listeners, which is super cool. I don't know who's listening because I can't see who it is, but I can see the numbers of who's uh, like how many people are paying attention to it. And it's like steadily increasing, 
which is pretty dope. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but I'm also going to have to, you know, keep that going <laughs> for, for a considerable amount of time. I don't want to plateau at some point, but uh, for now it's um, making good steam, making good progress. So I'm going to keep it going. Um, yeah. And other than that, I, I guess just the show is going to have more, um, like I said, more like structure. I'm going to have actual ideas and questions to ask people which is going to be fun, I'm sure, for you so that you know what I'm going to talk about during the show and not just follow the ramblings of uh, a couple of drunk adults uh, for an hour and a half at a time. Uh, yeah, so beyond that, um, I'll say that uh, I also... What, what was the other thing I was going to say about? Oh, yeah, no, holidays, man, holidays, yeah. The holiday season is upon us, and <clears throat> I'm sure this year everyone has had some way or need to change their um, routine to accommodate for the health pandemic we're in. I know I have, I had to change, you know, essentially my entire holiday, um, I guess, um, uh, travel habit. Uh, so normally, um, I'm an only child known for the holidays. I'll go see my folks for Thanksgiving and Christmas and I'll go up to see them. Uh, they live in the area and I'll like <clears throat> go up to see them. I'll stay the night for a couple nights and they'll come home. Uh, you know, my mom will cook, I'll take it, have leftovers, the whole thing, you know, for Christmas, I'll, you know, we'll pack gifts and we'll have the whole thing, family stuff, Christmas, you know, hard, you know, hard to misunderstand what that's like. But this year, um, couldn't go for Christmas, wasn't able to quarantine long enough to make it safe. And I really didn't want to like risk it by like sitting around them in the house and, you know, or sitting outside in the freezing cold and all that. So just decided to keep it home. A lot of the people that I hang out with, <clears throat> my friends like also had to stay home too, um, where we couldn't uh, get around them just for safety's sake. So it's just a unique time of the year where we have to kind of, um, I guess, make our own fun. Uh, I know for myself, moving into my new apartment, I've uh, thrown a few get-togethers, and uh, you know, given the fact that you can't really go out of the house, I've, I've brought people here and uh, learned the hard way on how to manage people uh, in a very small apartment in a very loud space. So uh, that's been interesting, but. Um, definitely had to, had to kind of adapt. I'm sure everyone out there has had to as well, to some degree. You know, some people were able to quarantine and get to see their family. Some people were just like not able to do it. So it's just, it's weird, man. It's a, it's a weird time, but um, definitely was able to make fun of it. I know uh, I threw a little thing on Christmas Eve and had some friends over and uh, it got a little, got a little wild. It was fun though, just to get something uh, out of there for Christmas. And, you know, it, it was unique in that, Although I didn't get to spend it with like my family and the people that I see every year, <clears throat> there's some uh, very unique kind of element of having people that you enjoy spending time with in the same space for the holiday, and um, you know it, it's just uh, it's it was just fun like hard to explain. It's like a really cool thing to be able to as an adult like build uh, build a space for your you know confidants and your friends <laughs> just to make the most of a weird uh, scenario like this. So. It was a really good time. Um, yeah, I, I need to find a way to put out questions to you guys. I want to get your feedback on what you think about the stuff I'm talking about because I don't know what you think. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, that's a thing. And beyond that, I think uh, just, uh, you know, keeping a positive attitude right now during COVID is really important, knowing that um, there's so much that we have to, you know, be aware of, be cautious of, um, be hopeful for, I suppose, with the vaccine being out there. Uh, maintaining some level of structure <clears throat> and routine in your life, I think, is key right now. I think a lot of people have adapted as well as they could to the new uh, normal. 
And that is a very important thing, I think, for everyone. Uh, obviously, we can't look externally as much as we used to to find ways to occupy our um, our mental space or to kind of distract ourselves. But feeling that we have something that we can come to and rely on on a daily basis or even a weekly basis, I think, is important. Um, I know this podcast was something that I started up for that specific reason. And other than that, like I, things like working out <clears throat> or like, um, you know, any kind of routine, if you have like a pet or if you have like, you know, any kind of, any kind of, um, habitual thing you have, I, like I have a therapist, I see every, every couple of weeks, like anything like that right now is really important to maintain. Um, especially given the, the unpredictability of, of, of our situation and definitely knowing that, uh, that everyone kind of is dealing with it too helps. I, I know for myself, like leaning on your friends a little bit more right now is a good thing. I don't think it's abnormal or it's something to be like embarrassed about. Um, I know that I've leaned on my friends a bit during all this because I know that like my, my emotional states varied. Um, and I know my friends have as well. And I think one thing that is kind of awesome about what's going on right now is everybody is kind of congregating and, and kind of coming together around their circumstances. And it's making for really unique, like, bonds to be made that you wouldn't normally have seen otherwise uh i know anyone who i, who I hang out with is listening to this like mm, i want to be talking about me like yes i'm talking about you uh like the idea that like we have um <clears throat> we have a need to still socialize and still have people around but not exactly know how we're going to um build those relationships or where they're going to come from is kind of the scary part of what's happening right now but we still have those in our lives. Like if you look for people to be there, you look for someone that you can kind of reach out to and like spend time with or kick it with or talk to or whatever they're out there. And uh, I know for me, it's been, it's been a journey this year, uh, making a lot of new friends and, uh, just kind of having to adapt my social routine around my circumstances. It's been quite, quite interesting, but it's been awesome. Um, I've had to grow a lot in, and that growth has been a lot of fun to watch, honestly, just knowing that, um, the new, uh, the new normal that I've seen in my own life has uh, pushed me into a state of being much more self-aware and much more like focused on, um, you know, being mindful of the, 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 my potential. That makes sense. Really abstract ways of saying that I'm like having a good time, but that's what I'm getting at. Um, having a great time, even though it's, you know, weird as hell. Um, definitely being able to manage my, uh, my life in a new way. And I'm like having to kind of grow faster as a result of it. So it's, it's been pretty cool, man. Um, and so I kind of want to piggyback that into something else. Uh, I have a couple of notes down here uh, that I want to go into. Um, you know, I think everyone that is listening wants me to have more to say than non <laughs> nonsense and nothing and just jokes. So I wrote down notes this time. I have actual things to talk about, so I'm going to get into them. Pardon me as I sip my drink. So the uh, first thing I've written down is this idea came to me when I was hanging out with a friend and uh, we were talking and she uh, kind of brought up um, something about one of her family members and we were kind of getting into it a little bit. And I, um, you know, in, in, in my, in my um, moment of wisdom, I thought of this idea and, you know, you probably have heard it before, but this is something I think that is important when you feel as if um, you uh, may be unhappy 
or you're like, you know, you're working hard, but it seems like things quite aren't coming together the way you want them to. Um, there's this kind of a perspective you need to keep on yourself, I think, because it keeps you from getting too bogged down and feeling like you're not good enough or you, you have to keep working harder. You're just not doing enough. And the, uh, the idea is you can't be everything to everyone, but you can be the best version of you that you can be. Um, that idea, um, kind of meaning that, uh, you know, people are going to have different expectations on you, right? In your life, you'll have people that, um, kind of build you up, you know, family members, friends, people that like really support you. Um, then you have people that may be critical of you or look, you know, be very hard on you for different reasons for good or for bad. Um, you have people that, um, may judge you for one reason or another, or, uh, you may have people that really don't think twice about you, you know, that's probably the majority of people in your life probably don't think twice about you unless you interact with them a lot. Um, but when going through times of uh, isolation and uh, moments like this, where you're kind of thinking of yourself and you're thinking of all your good sides and your bad sides, your mistakes, your successes, and all these different things in your life, there's always some kind of reference to a person that was there for those moments in your life. And you can, you know, I know I do this, but you know, it's just, you know, cause I think like way too much, but one thing that can happen is you can over, um, over, you can dwell too much on things where you think too much about your mistakes or you think too much about, you try to hold on to your successes and it doesn't seem like you can hold on to them long enough. Or you basically look at yourself from the perspective of a lot of different people because of your life experiences. I know I do this. So I'll just, I'll talk from my own perspective. So I know whenever I get into a, a bad uh, mental state, the first thing I do is I think about like all the things that I know that I've, I've made mistakes on and I go, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that, blah, blah, blah. And then I think about what I feel like I haven't done enough of, like things I need to live up to, like goals I have for myself. And then I ask myself like, man, like I know someone else is doing better than me in this way. So what, what does it take for me to be better, blah, blah, blah. And one thing I have to remind myself to do is to slow that down and to remember that no matter how hard I work, no matter how much success I find in life, no matter how many failures I find in life, I'll never be able to one, know what anyone, what everyone is thinking. I'll never really know what anyone is thinking entirely unless I ask them. And then also there's just this need to understand that no matter what you want to do in life, you're never going to be able to make everybody happy. You can't, it's impossible. There are too many ways that people are going to look at you and size you up and measure you and, and try to find ways to, to understand who you are, what you are, judge you for anything. And it's not good to always try to think of what other people think about you, but instead to think about yourself and ask yourself whether or not what you're doing and where you are in life is where you want to be. I'm sure that all of us have things in ourselves that we say, oh, we wish we were better at, or we wish we were able to, were able to fix certain mistakes, or that we were able to fix certain habits, or that we were able to grow in certain ways that we have yet to grow. And as long as you yourself are looking at yourself and you're honest with yourself to one, know where you need to find those areas of growth and where you need to go to be better, but also that the, um, the, the necessary part of getting there is also recognizing that you can see what you've done from where you started to where you are today to make notes and make sense of what you've grown into. If you fail to look at where you've come, then you almost fail to recognize 
the journey you're on. You have to both look forward and look backward to what you are to be able to figure out how to make sense of how to course correct if you need to. Um, one thing I know I do is I dwell a lot on the past. I'm sure we all do it. It's impossible not to. You look back at the past and you think about all the things you've done. You're like, oh my God. But you should look not only at the bad things you've done, but also look at the good things. Write that shit down. Think like, okay, you've done certain things wrong. You've done also done certain things right. You probably don't think about the right things as much because, you know, for you, it's like you did that one thing right, but there's still like eight things you haven't done right. So you're like, oh, I got to fix these eight things. But you should focus on the things you've done right because they're going to tell you more about what things you changed to be better. And if you can recognize where you went to where you came, you can continue to do those things you've done right and do more of them to get you further in the direction of where you're going. And it's a necessary thing that we all forget to do. I know I don't often pay attention to the things I do right. And I, I started doing it recently. I wrote down notes on um, goals and, and, and like a, achievements that I wanted to get to. Um, and I like looked at where I started, say like two or three years ago to where I am today. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like if I actually pay attention to what I've done between then and now, I can truly say that I know that I've done X number of things right. And I was like, wow, I'm way more successful than I thought I was. And I think that's necessary. And, you know, in the journey of uh, self-improvement, being honest with yourself, both for the good and bad is necessary. Uh, so yeah, don't, don't worry about what other people think as much. Um, be aware of what they may be saying as it may be, it may be a signal to what you can do better for yourself. But don't dwell on their thoughts and what their opinions of you are. Look at how you think of yourself and then fix those things. Like, fi- like fix the parts of yourself that you know that you want to fix for yourself because it'll give you something that you want. But other than that, like you're never going to be everything to everybody. It's not possible. <laughs> you know, it's just not possible, man. Y- you can only be, you know, what you need to be for yourself at that moment and then continue to maintain that as much as you can. And, uh, yeah, so that wraps that note up. Um, the next idea I have, I hear, I have here is, um, um, Ooh, this is a good one. So I got this from, um, some, some work experiences that I had. And, uh, as I gain experience in my career, there are parts of my growth that I'm going to have to kind of pick up. Um, just because it's like, it's like, uh, the, the better you get at something, the more you have to remind people how good you are at something that, that you are, right? The best way I love to say it is like, if you look at, this is probably a stupid idea, but it's honest, it's true, right? If you look at your favorite rappers, right? Specifically rappers, because rappers do it the most. If you look at your favorite rappers, the most successful rappers, not success, I shouldn't say successful, I should say, um, uh, what can I say? Like, one thing that is unique to the rap genre that kind of builds the image and kind of the the personality behind the artist is how they tell you what they've been able to accomplish. And the reason why we have like these cults of personality behind the artists is because they tell you exactly the things that they're doing that they know is awesome. You know, all the cool shit they're doing in their lives, the stuff they bought, the things that they do, like, like the concert, like all the stuff they do, right? You know what they're, you know how cool they are because they tell you. And in a way, it helps you to kind of understand, like, unless, like, you know, you don't know if a rapper's lying, is that obviously be the case. But, you know, for the most part, if, like, an, an artist has found any level of success, like, you can reasonably measure that, you know, some of the things that they're saying are true, right? And if that's the case, right, there's this, like, level of, like, 
respect in a way that comes from that. There's a level of like acknowledgement of like, oh yeah, like that's why people like this guy. The the one the one artist that I think of when I when I think of that idea is Gucci, where like I'm not a huge Gucci fan, but anyone who likes Gucci likes him because he talks about the crazy shit he does and like you know he's telling the truth about shit. Like that's what makes people fuck with Gucci is because you know he's talking crazy shit, but you know he's actually doing it. So in a way, it like it builds the character of that person. Now, whether or not he's lying about some of it, you know, who knows, right? You can't tell everything, right? But truthfully, like you know, he's saying some of the shit that he, he's doing, some of the shit he's talking about. And in, in life, like especially when you're trying to like gain, I wouldn't say clout. Clout's the wrong word. Uh, I say clout. Fuck it. When you're trying to gain clout in like your in your workspace, or when you're trying to gain success in a comp in a competitive environment, one thing you have to do is let people know how good you are. And sometimes it's hard to remember to do that because you may know how good you are. Like I'm I'm like pretty modest. I don't like to talk too much about myself. I'll say some things here and there, but I don't like to like talk about myself unless like I'm trying to like unless I'm on like a date, then I'll talk about myself. But like other than that, like I don't tell my friends all the shit I've done and all the things I do. I just don't really do it. It's not my thing. But if in, in your career and when you're like in a competitive environment where like you're being measured in some degree to, to other people, you have to, like you have to bring up like all the things you're good at, all the things that you know that you kick ass at. You gotta be like, no, hold on. Like, I know you think you're nice, but I'm nicer. Let me show you. And that's something where in my career I've had to kind of develop it. So the, um, the, what is it? The, the, the note, here's the note finally. Um, sometimes you have to be your own advocate in order to gain the recognition you feel you deserve. And so with that, um, basically what I said, you know, you have to be able to recognize your own value and be your own biggest advocate because sometimes not only are people not necessarily going to recognize it, but they may not be aware of it. Uh, and I've like, I've had a conversation with a colleague about that where, you know, no matter how good you think you are, if there's no visibility or no one knows what you're actually up to and what you've been able to accomplish with yourself, no one's going to be able to tell, you know, necessarily just because you're there, you know, like you have to be able to show what you're good at. Like the best way I can say it is if Michael Jordan, I, I, I've been watching um, The Last Dance, right? Uh, and like one thing that makes someone that's successful, like any kind of professional athlete or performer like that, right? What makes that person so capable of being successful and recognized for their greatness is the fact that they perform in front of people. You know, if we only heard about Michael Jackson in practice, we only heard about the things he did behind the scenes, we wouldn't really know what it would have meant unless he played ball. You know, it's like the stories of guys that you hear that were like amazing back in the day, like when guys were playing in high school, these players they used to play with, like Steve Smith had stories about his homies way back in the day that were like ridiculous, right? Um, that were like really good at the sport. But if we never got to see them play, how do we know how good they were, right? In a way, you have to show people what you can do or at least be able to showcase what you can do in order to be recognized for it. And so, like I said, in any kind of competitive environment, if, if you're going to be um, competing for the same goals and the same successes that other people are, are, are kind of looking to achieve, you have to be able to put yourself in a position to show people like, no, like, I can do this. I can do this well, and I can do this well consistently. And not only show that you can do it, but that you have done it. Um, and so that's like a key 
feature in like people that are like highly successful is that they're able to quantify their what they're good at and they have no problems with speaking up about what they're good at. Um, and so that's one thing that like in my career, especially because I work for a smaller company um, and like I only kind of interface with a handful of like managers here and there, I like I forget to talk myself up because as far as I see it, like the people that I work with on a day-to-day basis, they see what I do, they know how hard I work, but I forget that it doesn't always go up the food chain. Like it may come in here and there one or two times, but it doesn't consistently go up the food chain. And that's one thing that like, you know, I'm having to adapt to. Um, so I'll check in later uh, once I get word on uh, <laughs> me giving feedback on these things, uh, my company, how that goes. But it's definitely something where um, if you have goals and aspirations for yourself, making sure that you um, are your biggest advocate is like huge. It's huge. Um, cool. And I have one more note, guys. I have one more note. Um, so this last one is kind of piggybacking on the... Uh, the whole holiday season, like COVID adaptation thing I was talking about where, um, there's a need for new community and new, uh, connections to be made to kind of get through this weird time we're in. And, uh, I know for myself, I've, um, in my isolation, it kind of, it makes me think too much about myself. I can't get out of my own head. I feel like I'm around myself. I'm like my own company all the time. And it's kind of a weird sensation because, you know, I don't feel this way when I'm around my friends. Like when you're around your friends, you're not thinking about yourself unless you're like a really introverted, you know, like for the most part, you can kind of let go and like be around your people and like let it let loose and like kind of let your guard down. But when you're alone, you have, it's like hard to get out of your own head. It's hard to get out of your own space. You're just around yourself all the time. You're like, oh my God, like, you know, it's Thursday. What do I, you know, I have three hours before I have to do this. Like you can't get away from yourself. And with uh with that like you have to be able to recognize that there are communities of people outside yourself that may not be in that room but being able to put yourself in the place of where you fit in a larger social hierarchy or a larger social organization can help you get out of that like depressive like spiral because i know again i do this where i think too much and i'm alone too much and it fucking annoys me but what it does is it makes me like think too much about me where like everything i do is like always at the forefront all the bad things and the mistakes and dumb shit i'm like oh my god uh. but then like you have to also remember like you know what like when you're around your friends people don't see all that shit they only see you for where you are at that moment so the note i wrote down to kind of quantify this thought is knowing your role slash position in a group helps to make it easier for you to build your self-image and recognize your value in these times of isolation. And, you know, it's kind of that idea in and of itself, right? Like, if you remember who is close to you in your, in your network, who, who you connect with the most, like who you, um, who you are able to look at and say, this is a part of, my, of, of me, this is a part of who I am outside myself. I'm a part of this organization or I'm part of this group or I give to this charity or I do this, right? If you can say that and you can remember the things that you are a part of that are bigger than you and you can have that community like on your mind during these weird times, it can help you a little bit to help you like get out of your head. I know for me it helped. I mean, I know for uh, me, like whenever I'd feel like I was too alone, like I'm, you know, sitting in my place, like, oh my God, you know, how, how, how much YouTube can I watch? how many how many shows on Netflix can I watch before I just go nuts right um it's it's needing to remember that there are people out there that you're a part of that may not be there in the room but like if you remember like oh yeah that's right I'm a part of this like oh sorry my friends are here blah, blah, blah. it can help you to like 
pull out of that like weird isolation thought pattern of thinking that it's like, you know, the world is ending here and there with you and your four walls, you know, um, this one, uh, this idea I didn't think through too much. I don't really have too much more to say about it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. Um, essentially, you know, these, these are just thoughts I put down. Um, I'm gonna have to work on the structure cause I am winging it. And the, uh, the show is basically me just talking for half an hour to 45 minutes about certain random things. Um, but yeah, I mean, look guys, look guys, ultimately like the, the, the idea is that we have to be stronger mentally during uh, the pandemic because it stinks. Um, at the end of the day, we have to develop new ways of seeing ourselves and, um, kind of structuring our mental habits. Uh, I know one thing my, my therapist tells me a lot is to, you know, whenever you get into like a weird thought pattern, you just have to break it. Like it's like a loop you get into. So you got to break it with like some kind of cue or some kind of thought. And, um, being too, uh, too isolated during these weird times can kind of get, uh, get in the way of that. Um, and look, so I'll, I'll also branch out a little bit too, since I have a little extra time on this. Um, there are a couple of shows I listen to on YouTube and one of them brought up this like uh, the study about mental health during the pandemic. And look, I know that um, some people are going to say that like they're doing fine, like they're not struggling during all this shit. But let's be real. Um, you probably are. You're just not saying it. And if you uh, know that you're going through a tough time, like it's better to just bring it out there and be honest about it as opposed to like trying to act like you're you know impossible to be affected by literally a the, the entire planet being shut down. You know, um, but no, so what, what I'm getting at is this uh, guy I listened to, he talked about this study that went out about mental health during the pandemic. And I had like a, an inkling that there was, um, there was like, um, some kind of negative impact that this was having on everyone's psyche. And I think, you know, obviously we can all say that obviously it is having some kind of negative impact on everyone, but like quantifying it, you know, like behind data is like what I think was, I was looking for. And I finally got to see some, some data on it. And like, I, I want to see if I can link it maybe on, um, on uh, my Instagram, but there's definitely some, uh, some lasting effects that this is having where, um, certain demographics of people are having more of an effect, like, you know, across like socioeconomic status, race and I want to say age like they looked at different groups of people and what you'd imagine right like older people are faring better people that are more wealthy or more monetarily secure are faring better and like I guess like maybe maybe like black folks were doing better I think it was something like that it's something like that but like I don't I'm just saying I don't know if it is, I can't remember what the study said but I'll, I'll try to link it to my in my Instagram but there's definitely some um, evidence to show that like people are, are dealing with some like really tough, um, mental, um, stress right now. Uh, and so as a, as a counterpoint or like as, um, as, um, as a way to kind of counteract that negative slide that that's possible to happen to anyone right now. Um, my, um, my overall goal has been to do the things I say, like I definitely practice the stuff I preach on here. You know, I don't, uh, everything I kind of talk about are things that, that that I can say from my own experience that I actually like I do um, between like developing habits or the, the you know, the, the kind of thoughts I put down. Um, those all are like things that I definitely like, like I take to heart um, because I, you know, I, I have a hard time talking about things I don't believe in. It's hard. I can't I can't bullshit. Well, it's not easy. Um, so when I when I talk about all these things that I that I that I'd say could help or are possible ways to counteract some of the, the negative aspects of what's happening. I mean it. Um, 
And, you know, like I said, like building community outside yourself is important. It's probably harder now because we can't actually see people. Hard to build community when you can't be in a community of people. But there are still communities of people on the internet that you can still get in contact with. Um, there are charities uh, for people that need, uh, you know, housing support right now. Um, I, I can link some of those in Instagram. There are also people that uh, have, like, immense amounts of, like, uh, medical problems going on right now. And, like, that's a huge issue. Um, I have friends that are in the um, in the healthcare profession. They're going through a really tough time. Um, but being in a place where you're in support or at least connected to people that could use your input or use your help definitely is a way to um, uh, kind of build up your um, your value, like your self your self image and your self like self feeling of value. Um, when you feel that you have no value, when it it seems as if um, you know, you can't connect with people or that you can't contribute as much as you would like to. It can make you feel like you really have nothing to offer people, but I can, I can guarantee that it's not the case. If you can look out there and kind of write down five things that you know that you're good at and you can say like, I know that I can contribute towards people in these five ways, whether it be just being a good listener, whether it be being a good cook, whether it be being, being someone that can make people laugh, whether it be somebody that can, um, you know, that can donate money in some way. Uh, or donate your time, like anything like that, just simple stuff like that. Five things that you're good at, if you pick one or two of those five things and make an effort to do them throughout the course of the week, you know, three to five times during the week, you make an effort to do that specific thing for someone else during the course of the week. It'll help you feel less like you're, it's just you and uh, fighting through this whole thing. It'll feel less like it's just you like dealing with all of what's happening. Um, and so, you know, these are, these are kinds of mental habits. These are kinds of, um, kind of, um, behavioral changes we're going to have to take on until we know that we can kind of reconnect and get back to life as it was before all this. Um, and I think that these are good habits that we're all going to have to adapt and kind of, uh, build around leading into next year and and beyond that. Um, because they're going to carry with us. I don't think anyone's going to come out of this, um, being the same person. We're all going to be very, very different human beings. This is all said and done. And so, in my opinion, I think that as long as we are mindful of, you know, what parts of ourselves are struggling and that we work to actually um, build ourselves up and, and develop habits and routine, like just things that we know that we can uh, gain strength behind in ourselves as we move forward with all this, it's going to help us in the long run. Um, if we dwell on what we don't have and what we want and what's been taken from us, it's only going to lead us to complaining more and not really doing anything about it. If we take action and we do something in the right direction to actually make a difference and make a change toward um, kind of rebuilding the things that we want or at least contributing towards maintaining them, we'll be okay. Now, that is to say also, I have to be real, that is to say also, you can't really change things like the economy, which is fucked up. We can't really do anything about that per se. I guess we can vote. You know, I guess what this um, passive wave of voting was supposed to fix, but uh, yeah, I can't really fix that. Can you? That's kind of fucked up. Um, that's, that's a whole thing in and of itself. I'm going to vent for a little bit. Uh, for the last like 10 minutes around event. Um, knowing that things are closed is crazy. I can't tell you how many places in DC that I'm used, I've been used to going to that I have no idea if they're going to reopen. And, uh, guys, I don't know what we're going to do because this is going to be interesting. Like, Whenever they do decide to let us leave our houses, you know, fingers crossed, um, who knows what the hell is going to be out there? <laughs> like every place, I feel like everywhere in DC is still boarded up. 
like restaurants are still like they like are either like waiting to have to close down or they're about to close down or they're closed down. Like, I don't think there's a place that I can truly look at in DC unless it's like a McDonald's that I can say like, I know that's going to be here in six months. Um, like I found this place down the street from, from where I live. Right. It's a little like, um, little sports bar that has like a decent, like uh, liquor collection and like shows all the games and all that. Right. And, uh, I've been going there for a couple months now. And like, I went there the other day and I like, apparently they were like preparing to close. And I'm like, fuck, like I just moved here. I moved here two months ago. And like, even the neighborhood place that I found that I like is potentially not going to be here. Um, that is something that I don't know if, um, I have answers to right now in terms of how we're going to deal with everything closing down. Like in DC, uh, the 18th street lounge is gone. Like uh, that's gone. Uh, that's not cool. And like, I guess the Griffin's gone too. Uh, like, I don't know what we're going to do guys. Um, uh, I guess we're gonna have to reopen on our own get some loans and <laughs> open some bars in DC. Holy crap. The idea that like the uncertainty, I think, so I'll be, I'll be real. So, um, I had a, I had a moment a couple weeks ago where like I had uh like a really tough, like emotional, just like, like nosedive. Right. And what got to me was that feeling of uncertainty where I didn't know, for sure what life was going to be like when stuff came back. And I still don't really, I can't say that I'm completely over that feeling, but I at least have been able to kind of deal with it more. And a friend of mine told me like kind of in a really smart way, she was like, look, like <laughs> that uncertainty was always there. You just weren't thinking about it as much, right? We could kind of push off the the, the lack of knowing what was going to happen tomorrow, the next day or the next month um, for forever because we never really had to think about it. And now because that uncertainty is like at the forefront of our, our day-to-day lives, like it's kind of a, it's kind of a jarring thing, you know, to think that for sure you don't know what's going to happen. Like you can't even, you can't like pretend to know what, like you have no clue what's going to happen next. And on top of that, there's this other, actually you have more ideas. Can you believe that? I'm remembering things. Um, on top of that, right. That lack of uncertainty is the reality that, uh, our locus of control with all of this, we can feel how small it is. Um, as adults with, um, you know, all the crazy shit that's happened this year, we could really feel that the amount of things that are going on in the world that are, that are outside of us that we live around, but necessarily don't uh, have a finger on, right? Like the, like the economy, like, um, civil unrest, like, uh, government, um, like, uh, like the like our health, uh, the the larger health structure, our, our country's infrastructure, right? We don't have control over those things. We think we do because we live in a democracy and we can vote people in and out of office, but so does everyone else, right? Not everyone votes the same. So truthfully, like you can do your part, but you can't control the whole of what's go- actually going on out there. And I think uh, what we all could feel as adults, and even as as you know, as like young adults and as children too, like. You could feel your locus of control and how small it really is. Even though you, you know, you live in a certain area of the country, you uh, have certain things around you that you like, that you care about, that you like to um, um, have around you as kind of a part of your life uh, through habit or through just proximity. You're, you know, we're learning very quickly that we don't control these things. You know, we don't control um, our city's, uh, our city's uh, mandates. We don't control what our government uh, governor decides to do. We don't control the um, finances of any given establishment, you know, unless we own it. We don't control um, 
uh, the wave of um, of news that hits our headlines. We don't control, um, you know, the, the 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 lives of our friends and people's and the people next to us, um, unless like you're a parent, right? Um, and that being said, like what we've had to do is adapt. You know, we've either had to move somewhere where we could control more of it, or we didn't have to control parts of it. We've had to um, kind of uh, shrink down our, our our lives in a way so we can have more finances or have more resources so that we can actually um, sustain ourselves through things better. And uh, I don't think these are bad things. I don't think these are bad things. I think in uh, nowadays because we have so much um, of a consumer energy, we're, we're expected to just consume as much as possible. I think it's good that we've had to kind of think back and like reserve ourselves a bit. Um, I think we were at a tipping point regardless whether the pandemic happened or not. It was going to happen. We were going to get to a point where we are going to need to uh, adjust ourselves and be prepared for um, things not to always be readily available at the push of a button. And we've had to kind of prepare ourselves to know that, you know what, sometimes what we want isn't going to be right within arm's reach. So we may have to just like pull back and put things within arm's reach so in case we need it, it's there. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I, I think these, uh, really tough times are good for us because it's going to help us be better at making more mature choices as a, as a, as a whole, as a, as a collective group of people in this country, hopefully, because we still live in America. We'll see. Um, but that being said, I think also, um, I don't know, guys, I don't know if you've, uh, done what I've done. You've Googled the roaring twenties cause I've done that. Uh, and like, I have a feeling that when things do, resume uh flapper dresses will be back uh <laughs> we're gonna be back we're gonna be back doing crazy shit because i think people are just so nuts of being cooped up in their houses um that like it's gonna be like the roaring 20s all over again but like i don't know it's gonna be kind of nuts kind of nuts a little crazy um looking forward to it though um but yeah i think uh i think i'm done rambling guys i don't think i have much more to ramble about um i'm gonna wrap that up for today um, hopefully I didn't say I'm 20 times and next week I'll see if I can be better at, um, kind of structuring the show with some more, um, segments, if you will, as I don't have segments now, I just kind of talk, but I will work to get that together and hopefully the show is still entertaining for you all, whether or not it is. I hope you keep listening <laughs> and in the meantime, I'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Bye.